There are many cultural dimensions to all that is Christmas. Pick your favorite. I have a few that I look forward to every year. But as I get older, I'm seeing Christmas more as a great time to reflect on my relationship with Jesus. In Luke's Gospel, for example, I'm especially drawn to the mother of Jesus, Mary, and how she reflects upon the birth of her son and all that it means to her, both in the present and the future. There are things that we can learn from Mary as she takes time to reflect on this most important event of all human history. But before we take a look at this, Carol has something to say. Welcome to You Were Made For This. If you find yourself wanting more from your relationships, you've come to the right place. Here you'll discover practical principles you can use to experience the life-giving relationships you were made for. And now here's your host, John Sertalic. Thank you, Carol, and Merry Christmas to you, Terry, and the rest of your family. And Merry Christmas to all of you out there in podcast land. To set the scene for when Mary took time to reflect on all that happened at the first Christmas, I'll read a few verses from Luke's Gospel that tell the story. These are the verses that occur right after Mary gave birth to Jesus. An angel of the Lord had just appeared to a group of shepherds who were on the job out in the fields watching their sheep. God's glory surrounded all of them, having appeared out of nowhere. Quite naturally, the shepherds were terrified, for they had never seen anything like this before. But the angel, a messenger from God, reassured them and told them there is nothing to be afraid of because he was there to simply announce that Jesus, the Savior, the Messiah, the Lord, had been born in Bethlehem. Other angels then appear filling the sky, praising God. What a, what a majestic sight that must have been. We'll pick up the story now in chapter 2 of Luke's Gospel, verse 15. It is here where Luke writes the following. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. You know, it's this last line that has really captivated me lately, where Luke says, But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. There are two important verbs in the sentence I just read, treasured and pondered. At least that's how the New International Translation renders them. Other translations use the phrase, Mary kept all these things in her heart rather than treasure. For the verb pondered, other translations use thought about them often. But the translation I like best is the New International Bible Reader's Version, which translates Luke 2.19 like this. 
But Mary kept all these things like a secret treasure in her heart. She thought about them over and over. I really, I really like how that translation captures the thought. Regardless of how you translate the two verbs in this verse, the noun phrase that is the object of the first sentence in the verse is always translated the same, namely, these things. But that raises a question. What are the things Mary was keeping or treasuring, pondering, or thinking about over and over? It's one of the beautiful mysteries of the Christmas story that's worth taking the time to reflect upon. I imagine Mary obviously reflecting upon what the shepherds told her about the angel of the Lord appearing to them and how terrifying it was but how then their fear turned into joy when the angel told them not to be afraid because today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. What a, what a comforting independent confirmation that what the angel Gabriel told Mary when he visited her nine months ago was actually true. This truth alone is like a treasure worth appreciating over and over again. What Gabriel told her wasn't something she just imagined. The sky was full of angels confirming this as being all true. The all these things phrase that Luke uses in describing Mary's response to what is happening implies different layers to what Mary is experiencing. One layer, I imagine, is Mary taking time to reflect upon her relationship with her elderly relative, Elizabeth. Imagine these two improbable pregnancies. One is someone too old to bear a child, and the other to a virgin. This was certainly something to treasure and think about. It would naturally draw Mary to God and his amazing ways in accomplishing his purposes. Author Anne Lamont would describe this layer to the Christmas story in the most reverent of tones, calling it God showing off. (laughs) It's one of her favorite expressions, God showing off. It makes me wonder what the improbable things God has done in your life. What things has he done for you that's worthy of treasuring? And then there's Mary's husband, Joseph, another layer to the Christmas story. I imagine Mary sitting there in the cave with the baby Jesus and looking at Joseph and treasuring her relationship with him. I picture her taking time to reflect on where they've come from in their time together. We don't know how old Joseph was, but we're pretty sure Mary was probably 14 or 15 years old. And maybe they even went to high school together, I don't know. But they were both from the small backwater town of Nazareth, which had a lot going against it in terms of its reputation. Remember how one of Jesus' disciples remarking that, can anything good come out of Nazareth? While I imagine Mary was the subject of a lot of gossip surrounding her premarital pregnancy, 
She had to know that Joseph dealt with the same thing. There was a cost to his reputation and standing in the community, too. Yet he stood by her and believed what Mary and the angel Gabriel told him, as implausible as it was. What woman wouldn't want a husband like this? Scripture doesn't have a lot to say about Joseph, except that he was described as a good man, a good man. I did an earlier episode about him, episode number 135, entitled, Christmas with a Good Man Brings Joy. I'll have a link to it at the bottom of the show notes in case you're interested in listening to it. It's really one of my favorite Christmas episodes. Another layer to what Mary treasured and took time to reflect upon could very well have been the place of the shepherds in the birth of Jesus. If I were Mary, I'd wonder why all these men were here to see my baby. You know, birthing is typically a female kind of thing. But here are all these guys, Joseph and the shepherds. There's not another lady to be found in the whole story. What, what gives us that? I, I just find that really interesting. And then I, then I wonder, why, why are the shepherds even part of the Christmas story? Why, why couldn't the angels appear to Mary and Joseph directly? Well, I found an answer that it is really rich. Let me, let me tell you about it. Uh, it's really another example of God showing off, and in the best sense of the word. You see, these particular shepherds were not the ordinary run-of-the-mill shepherd. No, they weren't. They were actually temple priests that cared for a special flock of sheep used for Passover celebration and other temple festivals where ceremonial sheep were sacrificed. They're special sheep, too. Each of these sheep were without blemish or defect, They were as perfect as any sheep could be. Their one and only purpose in life was to one day be a perfect sacrifice. These perfect sheep were what the priestly shepherds were watching the night the angels appeared to them. The shepherds knew that one day they would be out of a job when the Messiah, the Savior, the Son of God would come to earth. They knew he would be a once and for all perfect sacrifice for all of mankind. No more sheep are needed. He's going to be a one and done sacrifice. So no wonder they were excited when the angel appears to them out in their fields around Bethlehem to announce the birth of Jesus. Luke's account shows where the angels were addressing the shepherds with this. For there is born to you today in David's city a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Mary knew all this too. The role of these temple shepherds was well known. So I'm sure Mary would be reflecting upon the similarity between what they cared for and what she would be caring for. Jesus is described in several places in the Bible as the Lamb of God. His once-and-for-all sacrifice would replace the system these shepherds were part of. Imagine what it must have been like for Mary as a teenager 
knowing that in 33 years, the baby you just gave birth to would be offered up by God as a sacrifice to redeem all of mankind. You were going to outlive your son. Hmm. I bet that's something she was pondering about and treasuring and finding both bitter and sweet at the same time. So what what does all of this mean for you? There was certainly no shortage of things for Mary to think about there beside her newborn baby. Lots of things to treasure and many things to reflect upon and mull over and over again in your mind and in your heart. But what about you? What about the role of Jesus in your life do you treasure? What are the layers of your relationship with him that you think about from time to time? I encourage you during this Christmas season to take the time to reflect upon these. You know this, I'm sure, but considering questions like these is so much more fulfilling than the other questions we usually ask at Christmas. In closing, I'd love to hear any thoughts you have about today's episode. I hope your thinking was stimulated by today's show to do what Mary did, to take time to reflect on your relationship with Jesus. For when you do, it will help you experience the joy of relationships God desires for you. Because after all, you were made for this. Well, the next time you hear my voice will be on Christmas Day when I read the entire Christmas story from Luke's Gospel. It's only 20 verses, and I've been doing this for the past couple of years, and people seem to like it. So, I'll do it. In the meantime, don't forget to spread a little relational sunshine around the people you meet this week. Spark some joy for them. And I'll see you again next time. Goodbye for now.